0: Like on 2FM.
1: If you have been on Instagram or indeed had a conversation with a single person over the last year, they have probably told you about their latest sea swimming experience because sea swimming has been all the rage, whether it's the debate over dry robes or it's just people being delighted with themselves that they've gotten out of their house and into the sea. Swimming is all the buzz. But what if you don't live near the sea? We have got rivers running up and down the country and not many of us are hopping into them. Ella McSweeney has been writing about this recently for the Irish Times and she joins me now to discuss it further. Hello, Ella.
0: Hi, Louise. How are you doing?
1: I'm very well, thank you. I was so interested to read this piece that you wrote for the Irish Times because I had genuinely just never even considered that you could swim in a... I mean, I know I see people swimming in the Liffey but I'm always yeah. like, oh God, they're mad. Like, you know, <laughs> rather than thinking, I'm going to do that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And like, obviously, prefacing this, with the whole thing about water safety because I know that there's always been and it's been such a tragedy seeing the accidents that have happened. But yeah, I mean, our rivers are... I mean, on paper, they should be like the envy of Europe. We have the most incredible rivers in Ireland. And as you say, if you're not lucky to live by the coast, where can you swim uh, for free outside? Um, So we have the like fast-flowing rivers around the edge of Ireland that flow into the coastal areas. And then in the middle of Ireland, we have these beautiful, wide, long Gorgeous rivers that flow through lakes and all the rest. So we are exceptionally lucky to have them. Um, But I suppose the key thing is that they are under pressure to put it mildly some of them are really struggling like the scientists would say the rivers in the south and the southeast are really struggling with pollution um, and we're in a moment where I mean there's a lot of pressures coming at us a lot of negativity about you know climate crisis yeah. biodiversity crisis everything but we can do stuff Yeah. and I suppose that's what I was writing about in the Times like just okay what can we do to, to, to kind of enhance our rivers how do you get a bit of agency yourself yeah. and so that's that's what I was kind
1: of writing about Well I want to ask you a little bit about that pollution because mm what kind of pollution are we talking about here? Is it people throwing rubbish into the river or is it much bigger than that?
0: So I suppose there's, there's, there's two things that are happening with rivers. One is what I consider to be like really bad, horrific plastic surgeries happening Okay, so They're being, you know, buried under culverts. They're being diverted. They're being straightened out. So instead of having like an Audrey Hepburn beauty, they have like a bride of Wildenstein okay. you know result <laughs> where they're just being, they're being badly engineered. And okay. so that's putting them under pressure. The pollution side are, of things. Why is that happening? That's happening for engineering reasons, for flood mitigation, for um, putting them under culverts so that you can build and all the rest, just sort of disappear the stream, disappear the river. Okay. But then on the other side, you have the pollution. So, yeah, people, (laughs) yeah, we've used them as dumping grounds. So people literally see them as places to dump their waste. But much more importantly, and the science would say this, is what's called nutrient pollution. So human sewage okay and sewage from agriculture as well massive pressures and the reason that's difficult and also um nutrients from chemical um fertilizers and that's causing growth of algae in the rivers and it's just clogging them up and it's it's killing the species in them so there's there's kind of a lot of pressures bearing down on them you know we're really lucky in Ireland in that we have lots of rain and we are blessed with a small population compared to other European countries mm-hmm. and long may that last because the really on paper as I said our rivers should be in great condition yeah. but they're not they're under pressure and, and you know we, there's a magical moment in time now where we can either go down the road where they get worse and we yeah. join the rest of European countries and rivers are really struggling or we get on the road of our good high standards historically and say we're going to get them back yeah. and we're going to also have them to enjoy to swim in, to splash about in, to paddle in or whatever.
1: Yeah. And how do we do that? So, you know, obviously people can stop physically putting their rubbish in bodies of water. I mean, that would be great. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> but the kind of, the, the nutrient waste that you describe there, how does that get stopped? Like, is it is it happening kind of illegitimately? Are people kind of dumping illegally or is that kind of a natural thing that's occurring? No, no, it, it's definitely
0: not natural. It's all about human activity, but it's it's happening because, so for example, raw sewage is still being pumped into some rivers, which is unbelievable to think yeah. about human sewage. But then also in the agriculture sector um, you know n- nutrients so you know waste from animals and also chemical fertilisers are finding their way into the rivers and the waterways so you know we have streams and then rivers sure. and then they go out to estuaries and so you know there there are the uh, yeah, most obvious way is you know lobby your politicians tell them you care about these things and make sure that policies are put in place to help farmers to move away from this and to make sure that raw sewage is not pumped into rivers but there's a really interesting example which is what I, I kind of find interesting of a group of Um, people in Yorkshire in North England in a place called Ilkley and you know England's rivers are in desperate state like desperate and they were just fed up with how polluted their river was and their rivers were you know fecal bacteria causing people to be ill so they got together in around 2018 and they just noticed a little piece of EU water legislation which is called the bathing sites uh, directive like it's it's a way for local county councils to assign legally a space where humans can bathe and bathe right. can be splash or, or swim it can be anything sure and they realised if they could get the river wharf where they were worried about assigned that status, then they, the local authority would have to take responsibility for okay. it. They would have to start testing. They would have to basically find out why is the pollution happening? Who's who's polluting the river? We need to sort this out because humans are going in and because humans can get sick from the kind of pollution right. that's in there. And so they then were really successful in doing that. And in December last year, for the first time ever, the river was the first ever river site to be designated in England. And now in England, communities all over England are saying, you know, pricking their we ears want up that and going, too. Yeah. We want that too. <laughs> now, we in Ireland, as
1: individual citizens, can look at that and go, OK, well, maybe that's something I can do to help my river. So is it a matter of getting into the river and then saying, <laughs> so this is a bathing spot or do you try and get it designated first? I mean, are you suiting up in kind of protective gear, uh, PPE? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. So so what you need to do is think, OK, you know, say you live in, I don't
0: know, like I was in the River Camlin in Longford a few days ago. Say you're in Longford and you have the Camlin beside you and there is a sp- part of the Camlin where people might for whatever reason congregate. So, you know, kids like I know down in Manor, people would uh, swim at a certain point of the River Barrow. And I yeah. see, you know, families down there all the time. I, I kayak down the Barrow quite a bit. So f- take that as an example. What you can do is you can start taking a list of the people who are splashing about and it doesn't have to be swimming. Like literally yeah, just in the water, in the water. Bathing, yeah. it's quite a broad sort of definition. definition yeah. You then go to your local county council and you say, look, We humans use this space. Can we get this designated as a bathing site? Mm. As loads of coastal spaces are in Ireland already. And the county council will pay attention and hopefully then say, well, yeah, let's do that. Then the county council immediately are legally obliged to test the water. And as I say, to kind of find out what's going on with the river. And it's just a mechanism for local communities to get involved in their river. It's a mechanism to enjoy also your rivers uh, safely Um, And to kind of feel that you have a bit of agency in all these kind of struggles that we have with the environment. And and it can be really positive for local communities to come together. Like it's interesting reading, like in France, there's loads of them. You know, there's loads of them in France. And communities can kind of gather around that idea of helping their river.
1: And it it also pours resources into them as well. Well, also it means you've got a new place to swim. (laughs) I mean, just at the very basic level. And like you are in rivers, obviously, as part of your just life. Uh, And how do you find them? Yeah, you know, rivers are interesting. Like,
0: pollution is interesting because you can be on a river and you can think, this is the most sublime place. And you Mm. see kingfishers and you see, you know, all the things that you want to see. But it, hide, they can, it can hide the fact that they are quite polluted yeah. and there is a lot of nutrients in them. And the river is struggling. Like if it could talk, it would tell you, I'm really struggling here. Can you help me? Yeah, you know? yeah. So I love being on rivers. You can kayak on rivers. You can, you know, and I've got young kids, so it's it's great fun to do all those sort of things. But, but I think that we all can just step up a bit and, and try and pay attention. It's easy to walk by a river and not even pay attention to yeah. it. Um but once you start engaging with it, it almost it sounds like I'm nuts, but it almost becomes like a a person, especially if you go down the course of it a bit. Yeah. It has its own character and historically they're just incredibly important in Ireland. I mean, we turn on our tap to have a glass of water, which is what I did before I came here. Mm. And you don't think twice about it. But no. actually what you're receiving is a result of millions of years of like geology but also all this incredible sort of ancient waterways that run yeah. through our country and we are blessed to have them.
1: Yeah, my, my husband is actually working on a project at the moment about the River Liffey so I have been embedded <laughs> in rivers uh, at home for quite some time because of course we're working at home together side by side um, so I know exactly what you mean um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think I love what, you, what you've what you said yourself is that this is a way for people to not only maybe get a new swimming place <laughs> but also to feel uh, some, somehow that you're in control of a city situation which is obviously a lot of people are feeling completely Mm. powerless about especially this week with the news about the climate change report completely Um, you know there are things that we can do aren't there
0: there really are like I was out for a few pints with some friends the other night and we were all just sort of saying you know how how should we manage this? You know, we're in such an urgent crisis. We're in a climate crisis. We're in a biodiversity crisis. But we're also sort of in a crisis of of kind of making sure that we feel positive, that we feel, you know, we can do something. And we, we absolutely can. We yeah. just need to do it quickly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the lesson. Like, I've got young kids and I look at them and I think, you know... I I need to do something myself, like just emotionally so that I know that I'm not passing on a legacy where they look at me and say, well, what did you do? You know, so I suppose it's just um, it is why I wrote about it. Just a small way that we can also come together as a community. So wherever you are in Ireland, if there's a stream or river near you, get to know other people, set up a WhatsApp group for your local river, Mm. you know, hang out with a few people that, you know. It's amazing how people come out of the woodwork once you set something up like that and just find a way to feel positive about what we're in. And it, the thing that I find really heartening and I speak to scientists all the time is they will say nature will react really positively and quickly. Like nature is like a little dog. You just pet it on the head and it'll start wagging its tail. Yeah, You know, if we give something back and if we give it a bit of energy and time and advocate for it, because yeah. no one is going to advocate for nature unless we all do, yeah. then nature will respond. And so I find that really encouraging. Yeah. So, you know, clim- climate scientists would say this about... Emissions, but also, you know, river scientists that I've spoken to said it's incredible how quickly you can rejuvenate life. You can get rid of the pollution if we all just take action. And I, I, you want to wake up feeling that kind of positivity, you
1: know? Yeah. Well, I certainly feel invigorated. (laughs) Thank you so much, Ellen McSweeney, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Louise McSharry on Two FM.